That'll be your room. Hunched in his shabby greatcoat, he was pointing with a hand that was red raw from the cold to a narrow window directly over the small arched porch that led into a farmhouse. There's quite a bit of damp. I'll uh, sort it. But I wasn't thinking about the damp. I was thinking about the thick iron bars fixed over the glass. They weren't just on my window. They were on every window. This way, boy. I followed him into the narrow hallway where the lingering animal odour was even stronger, the carpet hard and brown, and the wallpaper so cloudy yellow you could almost taste the cigarette smoke. Hanging next to the front door, a camera and a brown leather binocular case, and leaning very near this, in the corner, a double-barreled shotgun. Grandfather's eyes fastened on me. You're not to touch that, not ever. His face had turned stony. He watched carefully as I shuffled down the hall and peered into the small front room, where an enormous bookcase was filled with musty tomes. His study. I took a deep breath, filling my lungs with the stale air. I was intrigued by the newspaper clippings that plastered the walls, partly because I'd never seen such a thing before, mostly because of the many black headlines screaming about mysteries in the sky. And that wasn't all. A great picture hung over the mantelpiece. Da Vinci's St. John the Baptist, immersed in shadow. An enigmatic smile touched the great saint's lips as his right hand pointed skyward. I gasped as a dark shape suddenly sprang from the shadows towards me, but it was only a spirited black Labrador, alert and lovable as he pushed his nose against my leg, tail beating furiously. What's his name? Jasper. Can I take him out, Grandfather? Not now. It'll be dark soon. His hooded gaze shifted to the window and the purple sky beyond. Upstairs now. Unpack. Waiting for me in the shadows that lingered strangely at the bottom of the rickety staircase was the small trunk my parents had given me the previous Christmas. Packed inside, history books and my new school uniform, but none of the toy guns and army uniforms I used to play with. My childhood dream to be a soldier had died with my father. Hurry up, boy! I did as grandfather instructed. God help me, I went upstairs. That evening, as I lay on the steel-framed bed under woolen blankets that made my skin itch, I longed for sleep while unfamiliar sounds kept me from my rest, creepy, insistent, croaking rhythms that might have been frogs in the pond, high-pitched shrieks that might have been the cries of prowling foxes, and just to the side of the house, another sound, riding on the pitiless wind. Creak-squeak, creak-squeak. Perhaps Mum had come to hate the farm where she grew up. She had certainly never mentioned it, and whenever I had asked her about her childhood, her answer was always the same, better left in the past. The memories brought stinging tears to my eyes and churned my stomach. These days I'd often wake up crying, and I'd been dreaming a lot about my parents and all the things we'd never do. My knees were tucked up to my belly as I stared at the ceiling, at the rough wooden crucifix nailed over my bed. Downstairs I could hear Grandfather moving about, singing a hymn to himself, pleading for the souls of unbelievers. I closed my eyes and felt myself hardening against him, against the undeniable fact that this man was all I had left in the world.
I woke to the bird's dawn chorus chirpily greeting a new day, and the distant rumble of a tractor. Grandfather was in the kitchen, leaning over an enormous arga. We're going for a walk this morning, he said without turning. His attention seemed divided between the latest edition of the Church Times and the sizzling bacon in the blackened pan. Down to the coastal path. I want to show you something. I had been hoping he might ask me how I was, how I had slept. The truth was I'd slept badly. Since my parents' deaths, I'd been haunted by the same strange dream about a dark-haired girl with an oval face and a lighthouse throwing its yellow beam across the sea. Pulsing. I'd woken shivering with fear, too scared even to try to sleep again, but now, in the light, it all seemed very distant. After breakfast, we set off with Jasper down a